Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. I think that we're all still processing the most Jets night ever. Remember I said it as soon as it happened. That is the most Jets thing ever. The most Jets thing ever. The most Jets night ever. I think even the Jets themselves are still processing the most Jets night ever. Like, I still can't wrap my head around the fact that Aaron Rodgers snapped his Achilles four snaps into his Jets career. Here we are Wednesday, and I'm still having trouble wrapping my head around it. So I can't really imagine where the Jets are at this point and exactly what's going through that perfectly smooth dome of Bob Sala right now. So in that sense, I can definitely kind of forgive the dude for saying something a little ridiculous in the aftermath of that totally absurd night. Unfortunately, that's what he did yesterday when Sala, who I'm a big fan of, I'll be very clear about that. I'm a big fan of this guy's a coach. I'm a big fan of this guy's a leader. I'm a big fan of this guy's shred. Like, I'm a big Sala guy. However, I'm not a big fan of him seemingly being truly befuddled by the fact that most of the world has given up on the Jets as being legitimate title contenders. And yes, I understand that's his job. He has to try to do that. He can't just shrug his shoulders and say, the quarterback is toast. We give up. It's his job to keep pushing everybody, even though the worst possible thing that happened four snaps into the season happened. The one thing that would ruin everything happened on the very first offensive possession. Yes, that is true. So, Salah can't exactly run to a mic and say, hey, you know what? We'll get him next year. This year's a wash. Of course not. So, I understand exactly why he tried to sell what he was selling yesterday. Just know I'm not buying any of it. I don't know why people are trying to put an obituary onto our, our team name. Um, you know, it's uh, I, Aaron is an unbelievable piece to this whole thing, and, and we love him, but uh, I think there's... There's 52 other guys in the locker room, plus the 16 practice squad guys that uh, that believe that we can do a hell of a lot of good things here. And uh, you know, we got championship caliber defense. We got great skill guys, all, uh, great skill guys on the on the offensive side of the ball. Our O line is going to continue to gel and get better. But um, uh, we're excited about our group. We've worked hard over the last couple of years. Players, coaches, scouts, GM. Um, uh, building a pretty cool organization. And uh, so there's still a lot of faith in the locker room on the things that we can still accomplish this year. So it's while the outside world can go ahead and write whatever story they want to write, there's there's still the the true story being written in this building. So. Hmm. so the outside world can write whatever story they want, but the true story is being written inside the building. All right, I get it. The man's doing his job. He's trying to lead from the front. I get it. He's just saying what he's supposed to say. Just don't expect any of us to buy that part, Bob. You know exactly why people are, quote, trying to put an obituary on your team name. Put an obituary onto our team name. It seems truly befuddled. I I just don't get it. Why would anybody try to put an obituary on our team name? You need help with that one, Bob. I'll give you a reason. I'll give you the only reason. It's the dude who hunts Coog. 
The reason is Zach Wilson, obviously. And I'm more than comfortable with Robert Receipts keeping the receipt on this one. You know why? Because the Coog Hunter is his QB1 now. And just to be perfectly clear where I stand, because some of you got this twisted yesterday too, I'm not saying that the Jets are suddenly a horrible team. I'm not saying that the Jets are about to run the table in reverse going forward. Like I said yesterday, and I'll say it again right now, they're still playoff contenders. They can still make the playoffs, even with the Coog Hunter. It's just that the Super Bowl dream got shredded right along with Aaron's Achilles Monday night. That's what I'm saying. That's the only obituary being written around here. The only death I'm talking about is the death of the Jets' Super Bowl hopes. That is dead. Dead and gone. In a shallow grave and buried. That's the obituary, my guy. The obituary goes something like this. Let me write the obituary. The Jets. Super Bowl dream died on Monday night after an explosion in the heel of the franchise's only hope at quarterback. The dream was only four snaps old. Not two, not three. It is survived by a ridiculously talented roster, an equally ridiculously shredded head coach, and a ridiculously flawed backup quarterback. Donations can be sent in the form of a veteran quarterback who can actually help not named Carson Wentz or Chad Henney. There's your, your obit. Again, I like Robert Sala a lot. Good coach, hell of a leader. My dude always looks like a million bucks. But he could have easily just have said, hey, I know people are writing us off. But we still have a little something for y'all. I'm still keeping receipts. Nobody here has given up hope. But this whole thing about, oh, I don't know why they're writing our obituary. Like that's some sort of mystery or something. Yes, you do. You know exactly why we're all writing your obituary. The Coog Hunter. That dude that you and Douglas drafted second overall. That's the reason we're writing the obituary. And again, I'm not writing an obit on their season. I'm writing an obit on their Super Bowl dream. It's a total lack of belief that Zach Wilson will suddenly morph into the type of player that can lead a team to a Super Bowl. That's not happening. Especially with Nate Cat Hackett dialing up the plays and coaching him up. Isn't it amazing that the Jets are now stuck with Cat Hackett as their OC? He was there for Aaron, not for the Coog Hunter. And if he couldn't make it work with Russett, we're supposed to believe that he's going to rehabilitate Zach Wilson on the fly. Yeah, sure he's not. This is why my belief level in the Jets, lifting a Lombardi in five months from now is currently 0.0, unfortunately. However, if there's any hope at all for the Coog Hunter, he needs Aaron around. We don't know how Aaron's going to approach this, right? Like, part of me wants to say, there is no way in hell Aaron ends his career like that. 
He can't. There's no way he goes out like that. There's no way. But is there not a small piece of you that thinks, does that guy really want to go through the grueling rehab that shredding his Achilles would require at that age? I mean, no, he doesn't want to, but would he? Probably. Either way, I don't know. I don't know. I th- My sense tells me no way that guy goes out like that. But I know this much. The Jets need Aaron in the building during that rehab. They need that dude in the Coog's ear as much as he could possibly get him to be in Wilson's ear. Bob Sala knows that. Sala said as much in an ESPN New York interview yesterday. His presence alone, his voice, his words, um, shoot, his stories and conspiracy theories, all that good stuff, all of it is good. You know, he's uh, he's an unbelievable human being. He's got such thoughtful insight and his um, you know, he's a pleasure to be around. So he, his presence is not only welcome, but wanted. I'm going to say it for the record again. I agree with all that. I agree with all of that about Aaron Rodgers. He's not for everybody. A lot of you don't like him. I love the guy. I think that's all true. I think the dude's insightful. I think the guy's thoughtful. I think the guy's smart as hell. I think he's interesting as hell. I love his conspiracy theories. I agree. And if he's not around... The Jets are going to miss more than his quarterbacking. Hell, you know they'll miss his conspiracy theories. Who would not miss those great conspiracy theories? What would one Jets drive be like without Aaron theorizing about the moon landing? The Jets just would not be the Jets without Aaron leading a spirited debate about what's really going on at Area 51 or inside Mount Rushmore. And listen, I get it. Conspiracy theories are a blast. Or at least they were until everything became a conspiracy theory. I'm not sure how much Aaron wants to be around and involved in sharing more conspiracy theories during that rehab. That's completely up to him. I'm not saying he doesn't want to be around. I'm just saying I don't know yet. But I do know that Aaron being around would be an enormous boost for the Coog Hunter. If the dude has any shot of dramatically improving this season and dramatically improving from what we saw on Monday night, he's going to need Aaron's help. Now, I'll tell you a guy I feel for. Well, a lot of guys, starting with Aaron. But I also feel for Aaron's young stud wide receiver, Garrett Wilson. Garrett might have personally lost more than anybody else when Aaron's Achilles exploded because that dude was about to go off. And hopefully he still does. I mean, he did win the Offensive Rookie of the Year award running with the likes of the Coog Hunter and Mike White last year. But clearly running with Aaron this season would have been epic. And hearing Garrett describe his interaction with Aaron at halftime Monday was legitimately heartbreaking. Yeah, so at that halftime, I just went in to check on him in the training room and, and uh you know, just just made sure I gave him a hug, told him I love him, and, and you know, it, it really hurt my heart. He, he told me, just, sorry, kid. Said, you know, just later he said, sorry, kid, you know. And uh, said he loved me back, and, and that was it, you know, but just just truly heartbroken, for real. And um, my emotion at that moment was, was, you know, similar to how it is now, just really felt for the man, and, and um you know, for our whole team, you know, we, we love Aaron and, and everyone there loves him and he brings a certain energy with him. And, 
man, we were trying to imitate it. We were trying to imitate it when he went down and, and do, make, you know, win for him, man. I mean, sorry, kid. That actually is kind of heartbreaking and devastating heartbreaking. and not the fake Pervin liar kind of way where you whine after losing to the Bengals in a random week four game in the middle of a disastrous season. U.S. Cellular knows how important your kid's relationship with technology is, and they have made it their mission to help them establish good digital habits early on. That's why they have partnered with Screen Sanity, a nonprofit dedicated to helping kids navigate the digital landscape. And for a smarter start to the school year, U.S. Cellular is also offering a free basic phone on new eligible lines, providing an alternative to a smartphone for kids. Start smarter with with U.S. Cellular. Visit uscellular.com slash built for us to find out more. Restrictions to apply. Visit uscellular.com for terms. And by the way, happy hump day, Perv. Hope it's, hope it's a great one for you. They all are. It just keeps getting worse and more painful for Jet player and Jet fan. And that's why people are putting an obituary on their name. It's no big mystery. They lost the dude who made them legit. It is what it is. The only redeeming thing about any of this, you know, aside from that great defense and that rushing attack, but the only really redeeming thing is hearing about all those weirdos in Wisco who thought they were drinking for free on Monday night thanks to that one bar's Jets lose, you win promotion. Wisco. You know I love you. You know you're my home away from home. You know I summer there. But some of you actually cheered when Aaron went down. This guy explained why on the CBS local news. I mean, I'm not necessarily opposed to Rodgers, but uh, tonight I'm thinking with my wallet instead. Yeah, well, how'd that work out, pal? You were thinking with your wallet while you were whooping it up at Aaron getting carted off and ordering a few more pitchers and a few more Jaeger bombs. And then the game goes to OT and you ordered a few more shots to take the edge off. And then, well, this happened. The mood has changed considerably. That is because the Jets just won the game on a long touchdown in overtime. You can take a look. This is the reaction from a bar where people are realizing the bar tabs, they've been racking up all night, thinking, certainly with Rogers hurt, the bar was going to be paying that tab. It is setting in. They are going to have to go to the bar and pay that tab. That's where we're at. This offer is going to be in effect for the for another 12 games this season. As long as the Jets and Packers are not playing at the same time, this Jets lose UN promotion is in effect. Tonight, Bill and Natalie, the house won. The house always wins. Man, that must have been so amazing. I would love to know what some of those tabs were. The second Aaron goes down in a classless manner, you've got these Packer fans cheering, and they'll try and have you believe that it's not about him. It's not about his shredded Achilles. It's about our free Jaeger bombs. Drink up. I would love to know what the bar tabs were. And they're just hammering away, hammering away, hammering away. Uh-oh, here come the Jets. Doink! We're going to overtime. There is no way they win that game. Load it up. Another round, another round. 
That must have been such an amazing win for the bar owner. I would love to know what all those losers were thinking when they had to roll up there and pay their tabs. Because you should know better. The house always... Listen, this is such an important point. Wisco fam, write this down. The house always wins. Petty always loses. Unless it's like Petty Steph. The house always wins. Petty always loses. You guys keep telling me you're over Aaron, but you keep showing me that you're not. Move on. You got to move on. Y'all wanted this, remember? And Jordan Love looks really exciting. Why can't you just be excited about your guy and not worry about the other guy? I don't know. Why stop here? Hey, Lorelai, why not offer free drinks during the Smack Off? Here's your promotion. One day only, Smack Off 30. If somebody from Wisconsin wins, all bar tabs are covered. No pressure, Caleb. Benny, you can become a legend. Hey, Chris, in Southeast Wisco, reboot the dynasty that never existed. It's a dynasty, clones. Or, 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 if somebody wants to fly to Wisco, like Mark in Boston did, and he ripped it, that would count. You don't need to be a Wisco native or resident or have the Wisco cow costume. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody is missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game this September. So get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app right now. Use the code ROME, R-O-M-E, to sign up. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code R-O-M-E, ROME. The crown is yours. You do have to be present in a state where it's lawful to wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem Gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. cdkng.co slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions to apply. And by the way, for all being honest, the NFL is still king. But I know you clones. I know what you all really want to talk about. And I can't say that I blame you because even I want to talk about this. However, it is a sports talk show. I know what you really want to talk about are the aliens. Hashtag aliens trending all morning long. In the event that you missed it, and I know you cloned, so I know you did not. But in the event that you did, the Mexican government has unveiled... Alien bodies to the public. There they are. If you're watching on CBS Sports Network. Hello, little fella. Nice to meet you. Take me to your leader. The Mexican government has unveiled those alien bodies to the public. Now, I know the skeptics will be all over this. 
granted, no disrespect, alien, granted, they look like some kid's bad paper mache school project of E.T. E.T. But aren't we past this point already? Aliens are real, period. It's proven. Tell me something I don't already know. Tell me, do they not look like your kids' bad paper mache ET experiment for fourth grade? Anyway, anything you want to respond to regarding the Jets, where they go from here, who they bring in, because they'll bring in somebody, but they're not going to bring in somebody to compete with the Coog Hunter. They're going to bring in somebody to back him up, provide some veteran leadership, and, of course, to be an insurance policy. Imagine how much they're missing Aaron today. Not because of the Coog Hunter or their Super Bowl prospects, but because of the paper mache project of those fourth graders who put together E.T. Imagine how much they miss Aaron today because of that. I want him back for that. Not even football. Can we at least reach out to him? I know that he needs time. Can we at least reach out to him to get his thoughts on that? Tell you what. Steven Spielberg, back in the day, my man nailed it. Nailed it. Way before his time. Way ahead of his time. Tell me those, quote, aliens that the Mexican government unveiled don't look exactly like what Spielberg came up with decades ago. Nailed it. Wow. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper or What's Your Beef. Marcus Freeman. Marcus, it is awesome to have you back on the program. How you feeling? Doing great, Jim. Glad to be back on your show, man. Dude, you look great. It's great to have you back on the show. Thanks so much. So let me ask you about this. There's so much to like about that win over NC State, including the fact, Marcus, that the offense produced 456 total yards, six touchdowns. I want to ask you this, though. How pleased were you with the way your guys responded to that hour and 45-minute lightning delay, which was highlighted by Audric Estime's 80-yard TD run on the very first play after the game resumed? 
Yeah, it was, uh, I think, a, a reflection of a resilient bunch of guys that were able to just stay focused. We kept talking inside the locker room. At first, we thought it was 30 minutes, and um, then it got pushed back longer and longer. And finally, um, when we got the clear to go, you know, those guys got warmed up. And, and you know, Audric, actually, the funny story is they were talking about Audric had a, a hot dog during that break and uh, went out there and, you know, opened up with a 70-yard touchdown. So what I what I did realize that before every game, we're going to make sure he has a hot dog. <laughs> it's hilarious, actually. Man, it must be nice to be that young, right? I mean, like, dude, you're a young guy, but it must be really nice to be able to slam a hot dog and then come back right out and bounce back and do something like that. Must be nice. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know if there's many people um, that could do that, but Audrey Estime is a unique individual. And uh, I couldn't even think about eating a hot dog during a game, but he did and um, went out there and then he didn't phase him one bit. And so uh, he's one of the few guys that can do that. Clean, burning fuel. If I slam a hot dog, I probably need a week off. Marcus Freeman joining us right now. Listen, if you didn't watch that game and you just saw the final score, you might not know it because this was a one-score game after three quarters. How pleased were you then with the way your team got their boot on their throat and frankly stomped them out in the final 15 minutes and finished and won this one going away the way they did? Yeah, I think that's the most uh, pleasing part about the performance is is you never wish for, for the game to be a, a super close game, but for for the guys to be, uh, it was a seven point game as you said. With NC State had the ball in our territory, and um, our defense was able to force a missed field goal, and, and um, we were able to really start you know pouring on the points after that. And so um, I was really pleased with the way this group finished that game when it was a, a tough situation going into the fourth quarter. And so it tells me a lot about the leadership of this team and uh, the resiliency of the group. We are talking to Marcus Freeman, head coach at Notre Dame. Now, when you talk about leadership, of course, you start with Sam Hartman as your quarterback. Obviously, he put up big numbers when he was in Wake Forest. He became the ACC's all-time leader in touchdown passes. What's it like to have a guy of that quality, that maturity, and that experience both on and off the field? I mean, he's been such a huge addition to our team, and and we all know how talented he is. Um, you know, you could see that during his time at Wake Forest. Uh, but the leadership traits that he's brought here, the ability to not only perform at a high level, but raise the performance of those guys around him, to me, has been the most pleasing part um, of it, having him in our program. Is that he makes those guys around him better, right? He was voted a captain. He'd only been here for probably six months. Um, was voted a captain by his teammates, and um, to me. It's just a great reflection of the way our, our players view him, our team views him, and uh, the trust and leadership abilities that he has. Notre Dame head coach Marcus Freeman joining us once again. So Sam is good, and it's early, but I'll ask anyway. He's good. Is he Heisman Trophy good this year? Yeah, I, I think he is. Um, there's a lot to that goes into to saying he's Heisman Trophy good. Do I think he has Heisman Trophy abilities absolutely um you know sam's focus is is to do whatever our team needs uh for us to have success and in in the first three games he's put up some really good numbers but more than anything he scored points we've been efficient on offense there's been very few pre-snap penalties so um 
I think Sam Hartman is um, extremely talented there. I, I don't know what the ceiling is for him, but um, if he continues to play the way he's playing and we perform the way we're performing as a team, he definitely will be in that Heisman Trophy conversation. There's no doubt about that. Marcus Freeman joining us. You know, when you and I were talking, I don't think we were 30 seconds in before you were talking about the resilience of the group. So I know how important that is to you. You're looking for toughness. You're looking for resilience from your players. But I would imagine they also need to see it from their leadership because they're going to take their cue from you. I thought that you and the team collectively showed a lot of resilience when you back, bounced back from that 0-2 start last year when you started your head coaching career tenure to win nine of your final 11. If you were to take me back, and the bowl game, if you were to take me back, obviously self-talk is so important. What were you telling yourself and what were you telling your team after you lost those first two games last year? Yeah, I think the conversations that you have with yourself in your office after those tough moments are, are different than what you portray to the team. You know, I had to take a deep dive um, really into myself as a leader and what weren't we doing um, as a program to get the results that we wanted. And then in front of the team, you have to make sure you have confidence in, in the plan. You have to have confidence and, and be honest with them about where we've, we've come short, right? We've come up short in these areas. We have to improve here um, and we got to get back to work. You know, we, we can't control the outcomes at times. We got to control the things that um, the responses we have to those type of games. We got to control the, the way we practice and our mindset of winning each moment of each day. And so um, you have to be a confident leader because the minute you lose faith in yourself um, in front of your players, they'll follow your lead. You know, but in the office, you got to kind of you got to say, OK, what areas of our program do we need to fix? Because we have to fix them. A lot of people tell you in those tough times to trust the process. But I got a strong belief you got to fix the process. Oh, that's a great line. Marcus Freeman joining us. Listen, when you go to a place like Notre Dame, there's obviously so much tradition. There's so much heritage. But you want to put your own stamp on it. You want to bring your own culture. And everybody talks about culture. But, you know. To start like that and then to have your team bounce back, clearly there was buy-in and you had to have a culture. How would you describe the culture that you want your teams and your program to be known for there at Notre Dame? What we say is three things that we want to make sure that if you are an outsider, you come into our program, this is what you'll feel. Right. And, and culture isn't what we say and what we put on walls, but it's really the actions of what people feel um, from the outside when they come into our program. Number one is challenge everything. And for me, it's 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 to find a better way. And so what you hope that you have a group of guys that are choosing hard every day, finding a better way to do everything that we're doing. And number two is unit strength. And that what we say that means is choose to love. We're choosing to love our fam, our, our teammates. We're choosing to put the greater good of this program in front of, in front of myself as an individual. And uh, that's not easy to do, right? To be unselfish, to choose to love your teammates. But that's what we have to make sure we do if we want to have success. And that last is that competitive spirit, right? We say we it, it, it's a refusal to lose. It's it's we win or we learn, right? And sometimes we win and we learn. And so um, what you want to see is a group that's just never satisfied, continuously getting better um, and playing with that relentless effort and attitude that we demand here at the University of Notre Dame. So, Marcus, one of the things you just said is something that I think is really important. And if I'm being honest and transparent, I don't always remember this, but I talk to a lot of people that I respect and admire that do say this and they believe this. Go back to what you just said about choosing hard every day, man. That is so important. What do you mean by that choosing hard every day well i think it's human nature to um the minute you feel pain the minute you feel discomfort to say okay there there's an easier route we don't have to continue to choose um to choose the harder route but i think 
obviously, if you want to grow and you want to have success, you have to continue to choose hard. You have to, and it can be in the classroom where you choose hard to study. Um, you choose hard in society and make those right decisions, but you choose hard inside this football building. Don't get through practice. Don't get through the day. We got to win the moment and win these days um, one day at a time. So it's just continuously getting your mindset back into the present, um, catching yourself when you're drifting out of it and focusing on what it really takes to win the moments of these days. And, and that's not an easy thing to do, but we have to continue to choose hard um, and, and choose the, the things that we know it's going to take to have success. Every single day, everything matters. Every second matters, especially this week. Like, no disrespect intended to Central Michigan, but of course you've got Ohio State on the other side. I know you're hammering this point home all day, every day, and I also know you're dealing with some young athletes that probably, when well, you're not around them every second of every single day who knows what they're seeing or reading or hearing any sense at all or any concern at all that maybe it might get away and they might be thinking about Ohio State and not Central Michigan I think that's the that's reality right is that maybe it's not you as, a, as an individual but there's so much noise outside of this place that gets into your coaches heads um, your your players heads and and what we have to do, as I told the group yesterday, is it's it's natural that at times you'll drift, right? And that you drift to Ohio State, you drift to um, uh, an outcome later in the season, but you have to refocus, catch yourself drifting and refocus on winning the moments. And, and that's the challenge. Like, we have to beat Central Michigan today in practice. We got to beat them in how we prepare. And, and that's what matters. That's what's going to take care of the outcome on Saturday. So, yes, is that natural that people will drift to Ohio State, the USA, all these different things? Yeah. And, and we understand that and we, we don't shy away from that. But our challenge is, is as individuals to make sure anytime that happens, we make sure we get ourselves refocused back in the moment because winning these moments is, is what's going to take care of those outcomes. So, so I love that. I've got about 90 seconds. Noise. Marcus, what do you do with the noise? I mean, is that like drifting? Like, you know, it's there. Just be aware of it. And once you start to get caught up, pull yourself back, pull yourself back in. Or do you tell your guys, whatever you do, avoid the noise at all costs? What do we do with the noise? I say we control the noise and you as an individual have to be able to understand how loud that noise can be, right? If you can't handle the noise um, on social media, then you got to get off of it. If you can, great. Just enjoy social media and make sure you just don't let it really affect the way you prepare. You know, it's the same thing. You can get noise from, from your parents. You can get noise from your closest friends. And so you have to make sure you control how loud that noise is because it can't impact what's important. And that's continue to stay in the moment. That's continuous to find a way to improve and stay on your journey, right? Some of the noise can be, hey, why aren't you playing as much as, as your teammate? But his journey is different than your journey. So you have to focus on your journey, control the outside noise that can maybe sway you off of your road and your path. And uh, each individual is different, right? Each individual is different. But I always tell them we control how loud that noise is in our head. I love the energy. I love the message. And very clearly, this is why Notre Dame in large part is 3-0. Marcus Freeman, my guest. Marcus, I appreciate you. I appreciate the relationship. Good luck this weekend. And thank you for a great conversation. Thanks, Jim. It's been an honor, man. Good to see you. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learn to snowboard 
also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Eddie in New York City. Brother man, what's going on? Jimmy, what's up, baby boy? Eddie! <laughs> Listen, man, I'm calling because uh, you know I'm a big Jet fan. I'm a Jet all through and through green. And I got to get my boy Zach back like how you had my back when one of them kitty cat clones, the meow meow clones, called and said I sounded like Joe Pesci. And you said, that's not Joe Pesci. That's the renegade master. Right? So I got to get my, I got to get the back of Zach because I always believed in him and I know it's different now. It's crazy horrible what happened to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, to some of these old guys who this might be their last year on this earth who are waiting for a Super Bowl, it might not happen. But I'm telling you now, the Cougar Slayer is going to take some names and I got to put you as one of the receipts now, Jimmy, because you don't believe in the boy. He's better, he's better than Justin Fields. He's got more wins than Justin Fields. He's got eight wins. He's always been thrown in the fire. Did you see what he had to do and come out after everything that happened at 9-11 and come and he won a game against the Buffalo Bills? You've got to believe in Zach Wilson. The Cougar Slayer is real. He growls. Wow. All right. Let me jump in, Eddie. Sorry about that. I would only do it for my next guest. Nice job, Eddie. Rack him. Save him. Randy Moss. Randy, what's cracking, dude? Great to have you on the show. How are you? Appreciate you having me, Jim. What's going on? How you been? Good, dude. How you been? Oh man, just hey, just trying to stay, just trying to stay young and tra- just trying to stay healthy at the same time, Jim. That's about it. Man, that's the most important thing. You look great. You sound great. So you're winning. Listen, Randy, let me ask you this. Obviously, the story of the week and maybe one of the stories going forward for the season, the storylines, the entire country tunes in to watch Aaron Rodgers make his Jets debut, and then we see him last four snaps before he snaps his Achilles. I mean, as somebody who played the game at the highest level, I'm curious, what went through your mind when you saw Aaron go down? I was bombed. I was bummed just like everybody else uh, watching that game on the national stage. It was just so much hype. It was it, the anticipation up to that game, man. It was just, just just so much excitement about it. And just seeing Aaron run out with the flag and hearing the Jets fans scream and the J-E-T-S. I mean, I was excited for, for the organization and even the National Football League, man. I mean, the, 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 the recap of the week is the, the last game is Monday night, so – like I, like I said, it was just, just bomb. Um, you know, unfortunate injuries do happen. And I think just listening to Coach Sala, you know, talking about, you know, them moving forward and the belief that he has in a young Zach Wilson, you know, I don't think you could just do is just sit back and just wait and just see what type of, uh, of what Zach learned in such a short period of time behind Aaron, what he learned in the OTAs and, and, and mini camps. So, you know, you always hear the, the term, you know, the next man up. Uh, so this is one of those ones where all eyes is going to be on Zach Wilson. If he thought just being drafted first round pick uh, to the Jets was was pretty big, being putting up with that New York media, how about now and being in the shadows of a guy like Aaron Rodgers, where everybody's expecting the Jets to host that Lombardi up? So I just think that Coach Sala and that organization have they work cut out for him, Jim. But uh, I'm anxious to see, you know, what 
uh, how much growing and maturity has Zach Zach Wilson picked up in such such a short period of time? Randy Moss joining us. I love that. I was going to ask you about next man up. I was going to say, Randy, that I understand it's a next man up league, but there are certain dudes that you simply cannot next man up. You don't next man up Randy Moss. You don't next man up Aaron Rodgers, but it is reality. You got to go to work. You got to go to business. So where do you come out? Are they still a legitimate Super Bowl contender without Aaron Rodgers, or are they a playoff contender without Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I mean, that was a great question. I mean, Jim, I would have to just say, just with the uncertainty at the quarterback position, I think that their defense, the way they played, moving fast. and all, I mean, every, a lot of people had expectations for the Buffalo Bills, too. So I think, Jim, just the way that flash-flowing defense that Coach Sala has them flowing, I just think they're just a playoff team right now. I think that the defense uh, can get them there, but I think that where they want to be at the end of the year hosting at Lombardi, Zach Wilson is going to really have to show some some great strides and where he's at right now. He's going to have to show some great strides and where he's at and and what he's learned from Aaron Rodgers. And and, and like me sitting on ESPN Sunday NFL uh, counting down with the crew, we're there for it every weekend. So we're going to be looking at it. We're going to be watching it. And and hopefully, you know, Zach Wilson can just, you know, show us that why he was a first round, a first round quarterback for that organization. So I'm a, I'm a fan of the game, uh, Jim. I wish him the best. And uh, I, I just want to see him do good. We're talking to Randy Moss. I want to right in the middle of this conversation, Randy, I want to say only you could pull up in a golf cart and dominate the way you are. <laughs> Randy Moss, man, I love that so much. You mentioned the Bills, and I, I love watching you on ESPN. Let me ask you about the Bills. That game, did that tell you more about the Jets, or did that tell you more about the Bills? I think it, I think it, I think it told me more about the Jets. And the reason why I would say it, Jim, is because of, uh, of you take a balloon, and you take all the helium out of out, out that balloon, and then you go out there and expect, it, expect that balloon to still float in the air. Well, with Aaron Rodgers' injury in the fourth game, man, I thought all the helium had left that balloon in that stadium. And I think when you look at the excitement and how they pulled it off at the end, man, that was incredible. That's a heck of a catch right there, you know, by young wide receiver Wilson. You know, so for, for you know, is that old Trey White? You know, I think people ask me, hey, Randy, was that a you got moss? And I said, no, it wasn't clean enough. But I think for that moment in time, that was just great. So I just think for me that the the, the New York Jets, the Buffalo Bills had the New York Jets flat uh, and they couldn't capitalize. And I just think that, you know, Zach came out there and made some plays, uh, you know, leading off with that punt return uh, in overtime. So. I just think that something like that could, could catapult that team and give them some energy. Yes, I know it's early in the season, Jim, but hopefully something like that can catapult this team. We'll see what the Jets is made of over this next couple, over these next three weeks uh, because of the schedule they have. So I'm anxious to see it. I think Coach Sala is the man for it, uh, but but I just want to see what Zach is going to do leading this team going forward. Randy Moss, my guest. I'm laughing. That was so great what you just said because I was going to ask you about Garrett Wilson. I was going to ask you about that catch because, you know, Randy, I'm just some old dude and some dope behind a mic, and you are you. I was going to say about Wilson, man, this dude is electric. I thought that was like the most amazing catch, and I like what you said that, yeah, it was great, but it wasn't quite clean enough to be Randy Moss. Let me ask you, your team 
teamed up with PepsiCo's Frito-Lay and beverage brands. It appears, you appear, in the new Unretirement commercial, which debuted during Sunday Night Football as part of their 2023 NFL kickoff campaign. It's kind of a mouthful, but there's a lot. Who are your co-stars in that spot, and what was the production of that commercial like? Hey, Jim Rome, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I got one of the NFL's all-time greats who over my left shoulder. You see who this man is? You got two of the National Football League, the best to ever do it right over my shoulder, Jim. You see that man? That's Megatron, Jim. That's we my guy right there. Good time, man, here. Just, hey, Megatron. Jerome said you his guy. <laughs> Dude, is that Megatron? Yeah, we just here. Megatron, Megatron and Randy right Moss. Yeah. Holy right. crap, dude. A cameo by Megatron. He just had to come and show you some love, Jim. That's all it was, man. Dude, man, much respect. That was so great. (laughs) That was such a great moment. I've done this 30 years, my brother. That was one of my favorite moments on this show ever. Big ups to you and the big fella. Tell me about the commercial. Well, the commercial was great because, you know, being able to team up with some of the guys, you know, Dan Marino, uh, Jerry Rice, Emmett Smith, those guys that I watched and admired, you know, way before I became a professional. And, you know, being able to tell Emmett and tell Jerry that, you know, guys, I used to be in the backyard emulating you guys. And now we're, uh, you know, shooting a commercial together, a national campaign. And uh, Jerry was here earlier. I seen Jerry here. So it's always nice to see the guys that paved the way that you played and competed against because life is short, Jim. And, um, you know, tomorrow's not promised to anyone. So to be able to, you know, see some of the legends that paved this way, we're sitting here in Dallas and Texas at uh, Charles Haley's uh, charity, charity uh, golf event. And a lot of the Hall of Famers are here. So myself, Megatron, and some more here. So like I say, I always talk about the National Football League being a brotherhood. And for me to be able to team up with Frito-Lay and, and PepsiCo, to be able to get with my brothers, to team up with, the, like I said, this national campaign. And then also for me to be able to, to, to sit, you know, in front of my television and eat the product. I do eat Doritos. I do eat Tostitos. I do eat plain Frito-Lay potato chips. So for me to be able to support them for all these years and now that I'm teaming up to do some business with them, that's definitely a blessing, and I thank Free Delay and Pepsi for giving me that opportunity. Straight legend, Randy Moss. Hey, Randy, do this for me if you don't mind. I don't want to get greedy because you gave me the Megatron cameo, which was amazing. If you see Charles Haley, will you tell him Rome said what's up? Because believe it or not, as different a cat as he was, he and I always did great. And he would come on this show. The man did win five rings. So if you see him, can you tell him I said what's up? Will do. <laughs> Will do, Jim. I was a great man. And the thing about Charles Haley, man, I ran into him at the hall and, you know, he's bumping into me and he's like, hey, man, I want you to come to my uh, golfing event. And I said, man, just give me the word. So, like I said, man, I, I think now that we're getting older, um, I think now it's just time for us to just start showing up for one another, just supporting one another. It's not always 100. about the money, Jim. It's 100, not. 100, dude, exactly. And I think, and, and I was going to say, you know, I, I, I paid my own way here. Good night now!